idea. Nothing. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hey. Do you want to put in the video anymore? Who's that? It's only the one mic. Yeah. I can put on whatever I want. It's my it's my podcast. I can put on whatever I want. Well, what's going on, everybody? It's G from the F Word. Uh, if the audio quality sounds really weird, I'm running one mic into an audio recorder I used for instruments years ago because uh, uh, I'm not in uh, in my hometown. I'm in a hotel room um, in a town like two and a half hours away and uh, just chilling out. Got uh, Got some stuff to do this weekend, and I'm here with my brother. Say what's up. What's up? What's going on? Not a whole lot. We just went to the mall. They're really cool. We grabbed uh, some coffees. We grabbed some stuff. You grabbed shoes. That was exciting. Um, and we're trying to figure out what we actually want to talk about because I want to throw something out. We were actually going to do this in the car, but we didn't. Thought it'd be better not to do it in a, you know, a loud car. Yeah, well, because of the highway and all that stuff. Um, thank you for everybody who's tuning in right now. Again, this is more going to be this is going to be another deep dive on whatever we can think of at the time. Again, this is with my brother Vasily. Uh, all the people listening from Apple Podcast to Podbean, Spotify, all of that. Thank you so much, um, YouTube people. Sorry, we kind of are leaving you in the dust for right now. This isn't an actual live show either. Um, so yeah, um, let's get started. You and I have known each other for a while. Yeah, a little bit. And in that time, we've seen a lot of movies. Quite a few, yep. And in that time, we have both agreed and disagreed on a lot of movies. Quite a few, yep. I consider you a moviegoer that just enjoys going to the movie. And regardless on what everybody says, you're into it. You still like it. Maybe some people don't don't like the movie as much, and you're just like... I enjoyed myself. I had fun. I'm not looking into it as much as everybody else. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I take a lot of movies at face value. And, like, if I was entertained, if the, you know, the story kept me captivated for the most part, the rest of the plot holes or, like, a few corny parts don't bother me much. I just want to have a good time, whether it's, you know, a cult classic kind of movie or whether it's, like, you know, those one-off uh, none per- come to mind per se to say an example, but yeah, I'm pretty open for most movies. There's some that I just absolutely hated and they're just like terrible, but like, uh, I saw Vice City in theaters and it was just horrible with like Colin Farrell and Miami Vice. Miami Vice that's it. Yeah, that well, which one did I say? You said Vice City. That's oh. A video game. oh yeah, that's the game. That's right. But Miami, but Miami, but Miami Vice was terrible. I didn't like it at all. It wasn't interesting. It was just boring. Yeah. Uh, what is there? Matt, there was, uh, I think it was a Max Payne with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that one was no good. See, that was very boring too. I'm like, I fell asleep in it. I was like, this is just terrible. Oh, yeah. I've never done that. But, and I've like, I've gone seen movies like at least four or five times, like something like Infinity where I saw at least four times in theater, you know, and I never got bored of it once. Something like that I saw once. It just, no, no thanks. <laughs> um, did you enjoy the DC movies more than, let's say, I did or most people did? Like um, from Superman or Man of Steel, sorry, Batman vs. Superman and Justice League. You've seen all of them? 
Yeah, I seen all of them. Man of Steel, I really liked. Uh, again, I didn't get hung up on any of like the the you know details and details and other things. Uh, Justice League, yeah, much like everybody else, we just laughed at the whole mustache CGI thing, and you know. It just it could have done better for sure. I still enjoyed it nonetheless. I'll watch it a few times here and there, but it won't be like a go-to flick to watch like the Marvels. The Marvels, you will never get bored of them. You'll watch them over and over and uh, never get bored. Uh, Batman vs. Superman, you know what? I still liked. There were a few... You know, weird ones. I don't like it as much as, uh, you know, Anthony just raves about it. And he loves it. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was cool to see a Batman portrayed in that way with his fighting style. And that's something we've never seen in any of them. Like, Bale did fantastic. He did good with it, what he had. He had a little bit more moves. But we saw, like, a ninja Batman, basically, with Ben Affleck. So, And that was something, like, that alone could probably, for me, like, you know what? That made it worth it. And, yeah, the Martha thing, we all laugh at it. But that's just it. I take it at face value. I enjoyed it. It had a decent story. And you introduced to Wonder Woman, too, on top of everything. So it was kind of good. And Wonder Woman, of course, the movie you're a fan of. Yeah, Wonder Woman was fantastic. I, yeah. That alone, to me, could save the DC universe. But now they've released the trailers for Aquaman, which Jason Momoa does fantastic with. And the Shazam, mm-hmm. which comes right out of left field could be like the Ant-Man of of the Marvel universe. You don't know Ant-Man really well, yeah. but he just comes out of the woodwork and you enjoy it. Yeah, and that's yeah. exactly what Shazam could end up being. Uh yeah, okay. I like that. You're definitely and and it's kind of like we've disagreed on stuff regarding that because of the fact that I look at it way more critically, but at the same time we were talking about this last night when we were like with our friends and stuff. It's like the burden of maybe knowledge or the burden of really being critical of stuff. And it's like, well, we can't enjoy things anymore. And we talked about it on the podcast. Like, I think it was on one of our live shows, like three weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, about like, can we actually enjoy just okay movies or are we going to be so critical? So like when I was younger, like four or five years ago, I used to always harp on you and being like, Oh, you're crazy, whatever. But now it's like, there are some times I have to actually work to shut my brain off and just not give a shit and just be like, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to worry about plot. I'm not going to worry about anything. I'm just going to watch the thing and then just get my first initial reaction out of it. Um, You're a big TV guy too. Yeah. I'm pretty open with TV series and stuff like that. And, you know, broad range, like the, there's the CW series with all like the DC stuff, like flash Gotham's fantastic. Uh, Arrow. What else? They brought out, uh, what is it, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, what else do they got going on? Yeah, Superwoman. Superwoman. See, Superwoman, I I think I feel too cheesy. I never watched it myself, but I but I just, what I've seen and what I've, it's a little too much on the cheesy side. And I get enough of that from watching The Flash, yeah. which, again, they're a little trying to be a little bit more lighthearted. So it's kind of like a reverse DC move in the sense that, you know, DC is known to be the darker side of everything, right? With the comic books and stuff like that. But the Flash is kind of goofy, corny, and you do have those few moments. But you've seen some awesome, like I've only watched, I think, up to the third or fourth season before they did that whole Flashpoint thing and he changed time. So after that, I haven't caught up at all. And that's just kind of you know, 
I've kind of deterred away from it for whatever reason. But yeah, I don't know. They're they're good. Tons of stuff like that. I want to bring up Lost. Oh, go for it. <laughs> I want to bring up Lost because you, <laughs> you, when you like something, you go to town on it. And I know Lost is super old by today's standards. <laughs> But now that I get a chance to put it out into the world and talking about, and that's why I brought up the fact that like you just enjoy something. If you enjoy something, if you enjoy the characters, you're invested, you're going to watch it. Um, I know you like, and the thing is, I know you don't enjoy like shitty movies. Like you don't consider them like high. Like you actually love good movies. Lord of the Rings trilogy. Fantastic. Harry Potter movies. Fantastic. Um, one bugaboo with the. Did you say bugaboo? I did. One bugaboo with. What the, the hell says bugaboo? It's just like a, a, a hang up or whatever. Oh. The Harry Potter movies were all fantastic except for one. The Half Blood Prince, which was number six. It left too much content out of the books. As I've read all the books, I've read everything about it, and it just left too many things. Like it jumped from scene to scene in a bad way. You know, movies have to do that. I understand that. But that one just. It ruined it for me. But it's still great. So, because of that, I've been a lot more, and, I, and, and me being a lot more critical, but, like, you do like good stuff when something good comes along. And don't get me wrong, Lost, I still consider a very good show. But I, how many times, do you want to say, do you want me to bring it up? How many times? How many times have you seen Lost from start to finish? Just, like, you're just putting something on, you're hanging out at home, you don't want to watch anything new. Because I've, I've seen Breaking Bad eight times, so I'm guilty of the same kind of thing. But you've seen Lost how many times? I think I'm on 15. Wow. <laughs> so 15 times watching Lost. Does it bug you more when you watched it like at number 10? Or was it like you kind of just let things go even more so? Like if I continue to watch something, I kind of start disliking it more because I'm noticing more things. It hasn't happened with Breaking Bad yet, and I'm super happy for that because I think I'm going to have to stop for a while just so I can retain its innocence. Was there a point in the 15 times you've seen Lost that you were like, what the hell? I get what people are complaining about the show for. or um, I don't like that they did this. I don't like that they did that. Or is it just the fact that I like the characters and I'm on board with the thing for as long as I can be on board with it? Yeah, no fright from watching it. And actually, it was you that got me hooked on it. You brought home, I think, season two from a friend. You borrowed it, whatever, when Tommy and you weren't living uh, in our hometown and stuff like that. And I started watching it. I'm like, oh, what is this show? And then go from there. And then I had to go back and watch the first season. So I watched the first, watched the second with you. And then I went ahead and watched three, four, five. And at the time, six was just about to air on TV its final season kind of thing and i watched that weekly and you know right away that first time i saw it i was just hooked it was one of those things like it just catches you right away and for me even seeing it all those times i still always enjoy it i love the characters i love the story uh yeah it gets a little wonky in the four and five because of that whole writer strike thing that went down but uh Never lost interest in it. Like I, I'll see. We'll say the one time I tried rewatching it again recently, and number fifteen at that point. That would have been that would have been almost sixteen. I started watching, Jesus. but I got only to like the first season done. Yeah. 
But then I started watching, I fell down a hole of watching other stuff or playing video games or whatever. And sometimes that happens. So I just fell off of that too. And, uh, but yeah, I, I didn't ever continue since then. But yeah, no, I still in, enjoy the characters. The story is great. And yeah, that's why I still watch so many times. Yeah, my only thing, my only issue with Lost, and I think it's the same issue that most people share, um, even though I still enjoyed it, like, when I look at Lost, I still think it is a great show. I think it's one of the most groundbreaking shows that came out. Yeah, it fell off at one point, and I think that was just a case of, like, they just introduced way too many things, and it was really hard to put it all together, and it's tough for me, like, it's tough for me to get past that, but at the same time, I still like it. Uh, what kind of games are you playing right now? Honestly, not too many. The last game... I, I just finished uh, Assassin's Creed Unity for the first time. For the first time? First time. Oh, yeah, you borrowed it. Did you yeah. like it? I did enjoy it. I love the gameplay. Story was really good. Uh, Paris to scale was fantastic. I feel they need to go back and redo all like the Ezio stuff and do it to scale. And you can go in Italy full scale. It's amazing. And and that was one of the biggest things that I loved about it was the fact that, you know, more moves, more this, more that. And uh, I didn't care for the whole PlayStation Plus in order to progress in the game. Like, you had to play online. Oh, the, uh, oh right. It had to be connected. It had yeah. to be connected to, like, the, the – yeah, yeah, yeah. To do certain missions and that kind of stuff in order to get all the, the – ge- Yeah, for all the gear outs and whatever. That was the only thing I kind of got hung up. So I got the PlayStation Plus, and then I stopped it. So I finished the game without getting everything. But you never really complete a game until you get all the small shit, too. But uh, as for story and stuff like that, yeah. The last game I got really hooked on was Shadow of Mordor. Fantastic game. And then I started Shadow of War, and I just didn't care for the fact that you just lost all your stuff. It was a continuance. It wasn't like you, it was a new game, whatever. You're just continuing from what happened after the events of Mordor. You have to start all over. Exactly. You don't have the moves you have. You don't have certain abilities you have. And it's like, well, why? I would see, okay, I get it. So you can progress again, do the whole thing. But at the same token, I'm like. Give it a reason to keep going. Exactly. But I think this game is kind of unique in the sense that you actually continue a story from one to the other. I can't, in my head, I just can't think of any games that actually do that you can say that assassin's creed uh kind of does, kinda does. Each exactly but except for the Ezio ones you're basically with the same character so sure. he should technically have certain skills right from the start of each one but what they what they did sometimes with assassin's creed is like i know in brotherhood you had to go back and now they showed that he lost all his stuff because montagioni got uh, like uh, attacked he was left with just his his uh his gear and that was it um Batman did a good job. I know you haven't played the Arkham games uh, or you tried playing them, but um, I'm pretty sure because I haven't played the first two in a while or Origins in a while, and I just finished Arkham Knight just for fun. Um, But you had a lot of his abilities. Um, You had a lot of his abilities carry over into the games, which is really cool because, yeah, it makes sense. Like, how would he unlearn the shit that he had before? But I don't remember if in the story of Shadow of War... They showed him losing his stuff. Like you played it more recently. So. I, you know, the recent meaning like we're talking like months ago. Yeah. And I haven't picked it up since. Yeah. So I think they might have shown something if I recall, like a sequence where you're talking to Shelob as not as the sna- as the the spider, but as her form or human form, I right. guess you could say, or demon or whatever you yeah. want to say. Um so I think in that, maybe that's where you get stripped of certain 
abilities, I guess. I think it would be more you'd lose your, you know, not the melee attacks, but yeah, you might lose some of your stuff with the the wraith special skill. I guess, but I don't know. I think it's still kind of dumb that they did it. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of it nearly as much, and I kind of just played it and didn't do any extra stuff. Like I'm like I'm just gonna burn through this and just finish it because. It felt like it was the exact same thing as the first one. Like, I didn't actually feel that I was playing a different game. I felt like I was playing just a DLC of the first game, which maybe would have been better if they incorporated a lot of that stuff, like, as a DLC. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I did like, however, for the, you know, how many, how much of gameplay I actually did do, the fact that they introduced, like, you're fighting with uh, Warriors of Gondor. So that's pretty cool. You get to see a little bit more characters and see how that relationship kind of your interactions with those people and stuff like that. So that's kind of interesting. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll probably pick it up eventually. But again, you get lost on a whole of you'll watch an old TV series or you'll start a new game. Like I still like all the Call of Duties. I'll, I'll play a game like I just for whatever reason, I just picked up Black Ops, the first one. And just playing through the campaign just for fun. And then I go and do the online shit until I get to the high level and then i go to the next one or whatever uh need for speeds i still love too like i just and actually i just downloaded forza horizon 2 is free actually on xbox and i gave that a shot it's a different style it's arcadey but it's also somewhat simulator i don't i don't care for the simulator like project gotham or the original forza which is 100% simulator style so this uh, what they did with horizons is they basically did it more lax you could kind of um fix up the vehicles a little bit different like body kits that kind of stuff um but i still love need for speed need for speed are classic for that kind of thing and one and two were amazing underground yeah underground uh one and two were fantastic they were groundbreaking that was right on the time fast and furious came out so everyone just loved that style you get to fix up these cars number one thing you could change was put speakers system in the back and it was like whatever you didn't need the mod but it's just there and uh no those games were iconic that way it gave you stars right like it gave you the extra bonus um uh street like what was this it was a street cred or was it um, like every time you added something to your car and i'm pretty sure the second one and the first one it added an extra level to your uh presence like your 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 societal presence your rep your like you kind of kind of along those lines yeah exactly so people it just it's a style point kind of thing and then but uh yeah i hope actually i heard they might be in talks of an underground three so the great thing about that is that you have all these newer vehicles you can do better mods they'll probably still maintain the the classic style of the underground one and two games in that sense yeah, they're gonna go open world for sure. Now they have that. Yeah, absolutely, they'll go open world. And I mean, was it Underground Two open world? You could kind uh, of drive around. Underground Two was open world. Underground One wasn't. It was just go yeah. to the go to the go to the place. Go, go to your mods. Go to the get to the race, and then you just race, and then that was it. But Underground Two was huge because you're like, I get to drive everywhere, yeah. uh, race somebody randomly, like all that shit. Like the graphics are actually quite good. Um, Ethan got it for his PS2, I think it was. Uh, or the PS1? Yeah, I think it's for the PS2 for sure. PS2? Yeah. So we were playing it, and, like, the graphics aren't that bad. I was surprised that I was like, this isn't this holds up pretty good. Yeah, and those old games are just kind of like that yeah, with any of them. And, yeah, for interesting, they kind of fell off. They had a few, like, in-betweens, like a Pro Street, which is just basically like you're at a 
drift event or a different like kind of an actual uh, an organized event of races and stuff like that and I didn't, didn't care for that stuff and they had a few in between uh, now they came back with a need for speed fully online uh, great style of uh, gameplay and all that and mods and cars and it was great um, and now they released a payback, Need for Speed Payback. And that one, everyone got hung up because they hold, did the lottery loot box kind of thing. So you couldn't just, you know, get coin in the game and just go buy the stuff you need. You had to get a lottery and you held up a lot of modifications and like, well, I can't progress in the game until I get the stage two turbo or whatever. And I got to get lucky to get the stage two. Or as it nowadays goes, you have to pay for that shit. So that's what kind of ruins it with those games but hopefully that changes i mean but uh, they're still fun how awesome because i mean again we've known each other for quite a while i've known you now it'll be running on uh 28 years uh you be my brother so that's kind of how how it happens sometimes um how awesome because we were talking about Shadow of War. How awesome was Two Towers and the Return of the King game? Fantastic. Those for, what was it? I think it was for 360. Dude. 360 and maybe even original Xbox Two Towers. Yes, that's where I had it. So I actually think Two Towers was released originally on PlayStation 2. And you can only get Two Towers for PlayStation 2. And then... Uh, I think Return of the King was released for PS2 and PS3 at the same time. I think. I can't remember. I tried finding them online, actually, and they're pretty difficult to find, especially for, like, 360 or whatever. But they were just fantastic. And Two Towers was, like, difficult as hell to play. I found Return of the King so easy. But, like, you have to play as Gandalf, do his moves. But then, and that, and that, but the thing is, that does to you is that you get bothered because, like, Man, this guy probably has all these moves, but he doesn't use them in the damn movie. Yeah. So that's like, he's way underpowered. Like, you see a little bit. Like, there's a few, I think there's a few moments in uh, in The Hobbit, actually, The Hobbit series. And I know you haven't seen them, but you, no, I'm not spoiling much. Is that he, it shows some of those abilities. You see him powered a little bit better. And, um, and I mean, that's one of the things. Like, he just seems so underpowered. I'm like, you could do a lot more here. But uh, no, those games were fantastic. Just classic. And they kind of fell under the radar in a way, too. But I think it was like one of those things. It's a cult following playing those games. Uh, yeah, those ones were awesome. Legolas was always my favorite. Just just shooting those bow and arrows. Uh, <laughs> so how many times or how long do you think the... Grand Theft Auto 3 war between you and I went on because I remember this is this will always be one of like I guess one of my favorite memories of us playing video games because we played Grand Theft Auto 3 on the PC when it first came out and I don't know if we fought as much as we did over playing that game to the point where we actually had rules on how to play and when the next person's turn is. And I think it went on for sure until Vice City, so that was a few years. It was an ongoing epic battle. Um, I'm pretty sure we were 
like I don't remember if we like do we ever go into fisticuffs? Well, no, I know Dad. I took it away from us. Yeah, because he realized what kind of game it was. Um, but that was that was that was something, and we never actually got a chance to talk about it. And now we have an opportunity to talk about it. Uh, tell me your feelings on the war that you and I had over who's going to play Grand Theft Auto 3 next. Because you fucking ran your banshee into the water, but I don't give a shit. And it's like, but I was only playing for 10 seconds. Doesn't matter. The rules are if you die next person. Would you like to touch on that? Yeah, I guess. Um yeah, it was just one of those things. You just like, oh, it wasn't a full turn, or you didn't do this, that, and the other. Uh, you'd mess the other, you'd mess the progression of the game because back then, I don't think you can have like multiple memory slots. I think it's just one game player, and that's it. I can't remember, but it's just a matter of like how long you played for. You know, give each other a chance, like a turn or whatever. No, and exactly. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And uh, and probably why it led to get taken away for a few years or months. I can't remember what it was. We kept finding it, but it was still. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was just one of those things, being you know young brothers and playing like, video games and sharing the consoles. Tough. And it was amazing. It was it was the fact that it was amazing, and all we wanted to do was just drive around. I think the one time, either you or me, and I don't know if it sounds like more of a me move, just to piss you off, I was like following the rules of the road and just driving around and being like a stand-up citizen in Grand Theft Auto, and you were not happy with it at all. No, because like a turn would be like, no, go cause some mayhem, go do a mission, go do something like stupid to actually let it go. Otherwise, if you just yeah ro- drove around for no reason, you just kind of wasted time, and the guy would never get on, and you know that's where it get like. Pushing around, I would say, would be the most we'd got to. Not actually throwing punches, but like you push around and say, hey, it's get off, go do something or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. And then the Vice City era was kind of the same thing. But then it was a little bit different because one of your friends had Vice City. And we had Vice City. So if you were with your friends... Uh, playing Vice City, and I think a couple times I hung out with you guys because, like, we were close enough in age that we kind of had similar, like, groups of friends. So then we'd hang out, but then it would be even more structured because there would be eight people and it would be the fucking worst because, like, you're sitting there waiting for your turn. And, like, people follow the rules pretty good, but, like, man, like, Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, uh, San Andreas to an extent, but by San, by San Andreas we had our own shit. So it didn't matter yeah, as much. Yeah, when San Andreas came out, I think you had your PS3 and I had my Xbox 360. And you had a PC too, but I don't think you played it on PC. But you were like playing no. I played a few or, computer games like uh, RTS, like A Rise of Nations. And, uh, yeah, awesome. Oh, they're fantastic. Age of Mythology? Age of Mythology still holds up. You can get it. And I still like the inspection and, and expansion. That's it. Uh, expansion for it, uh, t- Rise of the Titans or Titans, I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, those RTS games are for that, just like Battle uh, for uh, Middle Earth, which oh, are amazing. Man. I didn't play that one nearly as much as you, but I remember playing Oh, I played all of the... The first one was great because it followed the storyline of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And then you kind of branched off in the, the expansions and you played as different characters, but it was still fun. You know, and I never played as orcs. I've never. I always played as like Rohirrim and Gondor, and yeah, just because it was fun to get a whole group of Rohirrim and just run over 
all these orcs. I think I remember what happened. I was getting into World of Warcraft in the biggest fucking way possible. So then you had the console all to yourself, yeah. and I was on the computer for fucking 12 hours a day. Oh, my God. That's what it was. Because I'm like, I knew there was something that ended up, like, keeping the peace between us. Like, something that was able to be, like, just, I guess, split us apart in the exact same room because it was in the basement. And it was that, and it was it was between the computer and the console, but I was on World of Warcraft like anybody else. Yeah, and I tried getting into World of Warcraft right when it first came out, like the very first few months. Like I think I tried it for a month and a half, and then I just completely lost interest in it. The whole grinding for for gear and uh, you know loot and stuff like that, it just didn't interest me that much. I didn't like the style of MMO, like just hitting hot keys. Oh, press one and he'll hack and slash or whatever. I actually wanted to button mash or press the buttons and do something. You played StarCraft. I, you like StarCraft see, better. Well, our, see, StarCraft is RTS. Right. You build up an army, you build it, and that's how WarCraft 3 was like. Yep. So I like that style. I don't like the MMO, and that's what I have a big problem with. But uh, and that's the same thing with uh, you know they had those old Republic games that came out, yeah. and they looked great. Yeah. Like and that's uh, one of the things. Like these trailers, the cinematics look fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like from the cinematics of the old Republic, let's say that alone, they could drive the whole Star Wars movie verse yeah. we'll forward. Battlefront cinematics look amazing. Yeah. And, and the, the trailers and everything. And then the game turned it out. Like, I, I heard the game is, it's a good game. It's just EA is a piece of shit company and you can't progress any further. Like, the graphics are good. You can fight as yeah. Jedi's and all that The shit. whole loot box crap and oh, buying. Yeah. And Ubisoft does that bullshit too. Like, fuck that. Yeah, they got into that a little bit too. But uh, with the Warcraft thing, same thing. I just don't like the style of gameplay, but I love the storylines they have. I love all the cinematic trailers. Like, I've pro- the new expansion just comes out now, actually, pretty recent, is the Battle for Azeroth. I've probably watched that trailer five, six times because it, it's just so epic. And, like, yeah. it's great. I'm like, if only I could just be that character, play his storyline, and progress in the story. But that's just the style of game that is. Yeah. Uh, on the Star Wars side, it's not the same thing. Old Republic played MMO style, just like how the old Knights of the Old Republic games were like that, too. Yeah. But the cinematics for... Like all the old Republic games, fantastic! Like that's why you got them. I I never no I I never played any of the old Republic stuff, but I liked this trailers enough that I'm like uh, they need to do something about this in a movie style or different gameplay style, right. and it'd be fantastic. That's where I even liked Forced Unleashed. If you oh that was the second one yeah you play Star Killer. I like that. I like as that. Uh, Darth Vader's secret apprentice, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that gameplay was amazing. You get to actually throw a lightsaber, do force stuff, and it was great. I love that game. And that's the style I want out of Warcraft and the Old Republic games. Because, like, there's such rich storylines there and different characters. You can play the Bounty Hunter. You can play the Jedi Master. You can play the Sith. And you can play whatever else. But, you know, at least you follow a cool storyline and you can progress. See, I played those old Republic games and I love them, but I also love the style of World of Warcraft. Like, yeah. and that, so it's more of a case of like an accessibility to the game. Like, I do not like first person shooters. You are a huge fan of first person shooters. Yeah. Um, you were actually pretty, you were playing Halo the most when it came out. Halo, yeah, Halo 
1 and 2 when it first came out. I was playing it a lot online. And Halo 2 lasted quite a long time. Just that alone. And the 3 came out and changed the game. But Halo 1 and 2 had a fantastic gameplay for both the story and the online. That was probably the biggest online game at the time. Like, Call of Duty wasn't even that good against it. I would say a lot more people played. It wasn't until Black Ops is what brought Call of Duty back. I think, yeah, Black Ops brought Call of Duty back quite a bit, especially 2. Black Ops 2, and I was played that. That was a game played by Activision. So it's a little bit, or sorry, uh, Treyarch. Treyarch uh, games, they would create a great game with Black Ops 1 and 2. Um, and it was great. Uh, Activision. Activision came back with, uh, I think it was Ghost. Uh, yeah. But they had a lot of good features, just different style. Sure. You know, I would say Black Ops would be more the arcadey, not cartoony per se, but you could tell more bright colors, more... Uh, Seemed a little more fun. A little bit more fun in, in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Activision's Ghost, it was a little bit more on the real side, I guess you could say, if I was to... Just compare it by. Yeah. It was basically like, um, what the heck would it be? Like cart- almost cartoony versus reality kind sure. of thing. And that's, I got the feel from Activision's versions of like Ghost. And they also did, I think they did the World at War and World War II games, which actually looked fantastic. I haven't picked up World War II, but I love playing that old sign. I played Battlefront 1 mm-hmm. or Battlefield. 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 Yeah. I oh, played yeah, that one was Battlefield one was fantastic. The gameplay is way more difficult. Like someone who plays only Call of Duty is gonna get screwed trying to play Battlefield. Do you think it's kind of in that mix of the style of game that you're not a fan of, like the world, like the World of Warcraft style, where you are like I'm not saying that you have to collect resources, but it's getting that one looked more complicated because it had more involvement in what you were doing. It's kind of like Tony Hawk was super easy. You just had to press X and you could do your ollie, I think it was. But then Skate came along and you actually had to use your joystick. Do you ever play Skate? Nope. You had to use your joystick to go down and up to do an ollie. (laughs) So it made it more, it made it difficult. I love the hell out of Skate. I I mean, I still love Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the first one. But then Skate came along. I'm like, this is new. This is something real different. Is it like that? Uh, I wouldn't say so much. It's more probably me as a as a how I play. I'm very inconsistent. Like I'll have like a killer streak once in a while, and then next I'll bomb completely. I just don't. Uh, I'm not consistent as a player. And but I'm when I'm finding COD games for whatever reason, just somehow easier to navigate and find and and the shooting and everything. Whereas when you play like a game like Battlefield, especially one because again it goes back to World War One. Different guns, different style, and they're a little bit on that realistic side. It's different, yeah. so that that's so much not so much the gameplay, what buttons you press, what you do. This, it's more so just myself as a game as a player, how I perceive it and how I play. So that's yeah, yeah, and it's like again, oh, excuse me, I had to burp there. Too much coffee today. Fuck me. <laughs> um, yeah, that goes back to the fact that I like third person, like I like my RPGs a lot. Um, World of Warcraft got really complicated for me, so for me to try to like remember, like to keep adding it, like if you catch, if you continue on and progress with the expansions, then it's easy because you already have the base stuff. But now for me to get into something like that, like The Witcher Three, we I know you messaged me um, the other, or I think it was a couple days ago about like the casting that they could have had the guy yeah. from The Hobbit, um, but like The Witcher Three was probably might be one of the most complicated games I've played in a while, just remembering what's going on and navigating because I'm kind of a dumbass when it comes to that stuff and I'm like just trying to remember all of that like I 
I don't fuck. Like I'm, I'm trying to play Fortnite every once in a while just for fun because it's a fucking free game, right? So, but like, I can't build anything and shoot at the same time. Like I just, it's just they're just too complicated. Even though it's a very simple game, but like just operating on that level sometimes. But I still love again RPGs. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is going into that RPG thing even more so than Origins. And even Origins was like a watered down version. Um, this one's looking like they're having like. Every gear kit has a different outfit, everything like that. Like Witcher 3 had going to different places and collecting resources to craft your gear and your swords and this. And one sword was for monsters. The other one was for humans and getting potions. And like, you know, now for me to go back into the Witcher 3, I want to, but I'm scared because I'm like, I don't remember anything and i'm pretty sure like i'm not gonna have the same experience i had before because it was a lot simpler but then with the expansions they added shit you brought up trailers um and you and i are fans of assassin's creed yep and the trailers are pretty incredible for assassin's creed uh yeah starting like basically two was when they first started doing massive uh uh, cinematics, like a whole movie kind of thing, and the high quality graphics and all that stuff, and something you can't get in gameplay, unfortunately yet. But that's just the nature of the game. Uh, the first Assassin's Creed, I don't, think, I don't think they had a major cinematic. It was kind of just, I think, in-game footage, and they just pieced together a nice little thing. It's kind of that's where he, the first one where he disappears into that group of monks, and he kind of follows with them. I remember that cinematic kind of. Uh, that one but once assassin's creed 2 started that's where it took off like crazy seeing Ezio the way he was and his style like jumping from that massive like very unrealistic but <laughs> nonetheless it was still awesome seeing that and then brotherhood completely badass trailer him just walking in the center um by the basilica and you know Guards are trying to get him, and then secretly he's got his assassin's brotherhood having his back. And that's where, like, Cesare Borgia, like, oh, you know, shouldn't have came alone. He's like, and then all those guys get taken out, and, like, it's fantastic. And then from there, it just snowballs. Like, all of them are great, I think. I like the second one a lot. Like, the second trailer. Yeah, that brotherhood trailer was, uh, sorry, not Assassin's Creed 2. I love Assassin's Creed 2. It's yeah. still my favorite one out of all of them. Still to this day. Um, Brotherhood's trailer was amazing. For sure. Gave me goosebumps. Everything about it. It And it fit the style of the game. Assassin's Creed 2 fit the style of the game. The only thing about Assassin's Creed 1 is he had a crossbow. But you never had a crossbow in the game. So that was kind of stupid. Um, Assassin's Creed Revelations. We talked about it last night, actually. When he gets old. Like, when he pulls that thing back. And I like the first trailer that came out with the Wood Kid track. Yes. Uh, it's like Woodkid created music specifically for Brotherhood and it works amazingly. Um, and just that moment, like I got super emotional the first time I saw it and they pulled back his hood and you just see the white hair, the long hair, the big beard, everything like that. And you're like, you were a fucking baby in number two. I moved your hand, your feet and your head. Like what the flying F, um, Assassin's Creed three was after, Good cinematic. The game was not bad. Like, good, decent gameplay. Um, I like how you can just lay waste to everybody. I did not like... And this is... I, sorry, I liked, but I did not like. I liked the first trailer with Black uh, for Black Flag. 
where Blackbeard is talking about him. However, I did not like that at the same time because that's not the Edward Kenway we got in the game. No, I'd, I'd agree with that. It's uh, very different. He wasn't as notorious as the trailer made him out to see to seem, you know. And you're just like, eh, something doesn't add up here. So, and and it annoyed the shit out of me because I'm like, and I couldn't enjoy the game as much as other people. Like, I still enjoyed the naval stuff, and I thought it was awesome and groundbreaking, and I loved going around with the ship and everything like that. Like, don't get me wrong, that was awesome. However, I'm when it comes to Assassin's Creed. Um, and when it comes to most games I love, the trailer needs to reflect what our character is going to be doing. So in my mind, Edward Kenway wasn't going to be some kind of bumbling fool that stumbles upon an assassin on a beach after his ship gets blown up and then hustles his way into the Templar shit or whatever and then ends up just barely navigating things and being on his own and all that stuff. Like that part where he was like, don't talk about his business in the trailer. That that right there for me was like, this is the assassin that we're gonna get. He's already an assassin. He's already a pirate. Nobody talks to him. Every like we we would have this guy that's just this rock and just this badass that he goes off and does his thing at night and then comes back to his ship, pillages all that stuff, but nobody asks him a damn word and he only has a close few people like Adewale who would be the only other person that would know what his business is but we never got that did that bother you because it bothered me probably not as much I didn't get hung up on it but um, again we've talked about it tons where you didn't get the sense that this is an assassin game it's a pirate game and it was Thank you. fantastic as a pirate game amazing pirate game like you know, traversing around in that ship upgrading fighting those man of wars like crazy like that that was fun. So the assassins part kind of fell to the wayside with all that stuff. So I'm like, it was kind of whatever. Still enjoyed it, and you know, towards the end, I guess you got the feeling that he was an assassin in a way. Um, but the I guess the unsatisfying part was that you don't know. Okay, how deep did he get into it? Did he become like a master? Did he start out brotherhood wherever he's in? Who knows? But. Well, it, it makes sense. Uh, I'm playing Syndicate right now just because I have nothing else to play. Um, and I was just like, I didn't like Syndicate. Yeah. Um, I actually, and I like Unity from day one yeah. because, and I've said it before on the show, I've never had, I never had issues with glitches. I think I had it like once or twice. I think once you were there, once or twice. And I thought the free flowing of the game was great, way better than Syndicate. I thought it was a lot of fun. Those trailers were amazing. Fantastic with the uh, Lord's. Uh... Lord song, everyone wants to rule the world. Everybody like, just everything about it was fantastic. And like the first one, where's the all four assassins running through the crowd? The two guys jumping, bringing down the bridge, running through buildings, and then at the end, just to make sure that the guy doesn't blow anything up, it's like, no, the crowd's gonna get you, and yeah. they walk away. Uh, the Elise trailer, fantastic. You get to see him do his his uh, free fall down kind of thing, and running and fighting and everything like that and but it was kind of weird the elise you saw in that trailer was nothing like the game not even close so it's a little not that it bothered me it's just why like why change it and so i love that i loved unity but i also had that issue but it what i didn't have it as much as black flag but i know exactly where you're coming from i was kind of hoping that they were going to double down more on the relationship between the two um 
I guess that first trailer that came out was more so for the online part of it where you can play with your other four people. Whereas the Elise trailer was, this is the type of relationship we had. So we kind of had that relationship to the point where he pretty much got disowned or kicked out of the brotherhood and everything like that. And it was kind of a big deal, but he kind of fell ass backwards into it. But I thought it was, I still thought it was pretty good. I just wish the Elise, um, the Templar and Assassin part was, uh, was, was more involved because we also had Rogue. Which uh, Rogue was surprisingly good. Um, I didn't get a chance to play it as much because I think at the time you had the PS3 in your room, so I'd have to go up to your room to play it. Uh, I think you had a reverse. You had it in your room, but the thing is, you were playing Unity at the time because Rogue and so Unity. We had the PS3 upstairs, and yeah, I had the PS4 downstairs. Exactly. So Rogue and Unity got released at the very same time. So Which was stupid. Well, stupid, but it was also Rogue was the last one they featured on the old platform, and then Unity was a release on the newest platform. So well, none of those games were the available technology. on. The challenge was different. The technology that they introduced in number three was in uh, Rogue was the ending of that, and then the new one, Unity Syndicate, had their own kind of the similar style. But yes, go ahead. with Rogue. I love the story. I think that story was a lot stronger than some of the other ones. I agree. And because it's assassin turned Templar, but still fights in assassin style. And they didn't have much of a major cinematic for that one. I would say it was just him walking through the snow, telling his story, and then shooting Altair, I believe, wasn't it? Or was it just another? another Okay, I thought it was Altair for whatever reason, just as. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, I loved it. And, I mean, it, it fell on the back of same style as how Black Flag was. You you had a ship. You could build it up and do that stuff. But the story alone for me, that was awesome. And I did still like how, uh, amongst all that, which kind of not – probably a lot of people caught on, but, like, between Assassin's Creed 3, Black Flag, and Rogue, they were all connected. Yeah, for sure. And, actually, even Unity was connected. Uh, no, Unity wasn't connected to that one. So the way that it works is Connor's un- uh, Connor. Okay, so Connor's dad was Haytham Kenway, which I was glad with Rogue because they brought Haytham back because I think he's a, a phenomenal character. And then Haytham's dad is Edward Kenway. So Black Flag was first, then technically Rogue, and then from Rogue we have Assassin's Creed Three. So it kind of worked backward, like it kind of worked with Black Flag being in the center, with, being, with it being the oldest one, and then you've got a prequel and a sequel on either end. What was the was it in Rogue that uh, I can't remember his name Shane was it is the character Shane Oh uh, Shay like the older or no not uh, not Shay McCormick was the was that guy Is he the one that went to Paris and killed Arno's dad So Rogue ends with him killing Arno's dad in that So you are right yeah So sorry not connected blood wise but yes it is connected story wise one hundred percent Yeah you're totally right yeah. which was awesome Yeah that's what I was mean. mainly story wise Yeah And so going to that. Between Syndicate, Unity, Black Flag, number three, and Rogue, Rogue had the best story out of all of them. Absolutely. Yeah, it did. That's the one that they went for it. I think they did a good job. But the reason I thought it was stupid that they released it when they released it is because they just did a remastered version. Yeah. So in the end, it came on the new platform anyway, but they yeah. just did it for whatever. So imagine if they would have done it on this platform. Yeah. Um, let's say instead of doing Syndicate because I thought Syndicate was a waste of time and I still think I'm playing it right now and I'm like there's some cool stuff here but they really could have done a better job with it and I think when Syndicate came out would have been much better to bring out Rogue why? because 
We go with Arno, who killed his dad. Guess what? Next game is the one where we find out who killed his dad. And with the technology of that, because I think it would have been a lot better. Yep, I agree with that. They could have easily released it that way. And, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. I mean, uh, what is it? You also meet Hercules, the one uh, assassin who was yeah, also yeah. in... He, he, was in he, he was his mentor. That's right. Yeah. But in... Uh, in I think his I think his name's Hercules, something like that. Probably right. Uh, I don't know why that name just sticks out for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was cool. They could easily have done it on the newer platform and newer graphics and that kind of stuff, and it would have been great. Um, just like I've always said, I'm like I would love for them to go back and uh, make the Ezio trilogy and even Altair's go back all the way to the beginning. Technology today. Technology today. Do everything to scale, which is fantastic. It, it is technically to scale, and the sense that like it's it's laid out the same way. But you're yeah. you're talking like really, yeah, exactly. Bring it to Unity or even Origins, like the scale of Origins to what your character is and the way that it looks. Like Mike, like I I loved it. I love the story in Origins. I was so happy that Origins came out. But yeah, I get it. yeah, with the again with a city like Paris, it's yeah. different versus a scale like in Egypt. You just have things spread out. You have tons of room. Mm-hmm. Not too many. You know, less parkour on the buildings. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's something that you get in Italy, you get in you, in Paris, yeah. London. Even yeah. I'm not sure if Syndicate was kind of close to Unity's. It, okay, it was similar in the sense of how detailed it was, and London looks incredible, and the detail is amazing. My issue with Syndicate was the fact that everything was so spread out because they were forcing the carriages down your throat to use them. And, but they did have the grappling hook, so you were able to go across. But I felt I was grappling more as opposed to actually free-flowing. Like, I specifically remember in Unity, probably for about 25 minutes to half an hour, just running on the rooftops. Yep. Like, that to me is, is, is how I remember Assassin's Creed, at least from the Ezio one. Um, because even in number three, you were able to go with the trees. They introduced, finally, the trees, right? So you can go from a building to tree to another building, which is awesome. And then that cinematic going through a house, they introduced that part. Um, Unity, all the buildings are super tight and close together. And it was so much fun being able to do that because I believe they connected in a way where you don't actually, if you don't want to or if you're very t- skilled, you never touch the ground, like the actual ground. You might be on a ledge or something like that. But you'll never do it. Um what is because I've had this debate before, and because you're a fan of Assassin's Creed, and I've had an, and had a chance to talk to somebody about this. What is Assassin's Creed to you? Because Assassin's Creed Odyssey is coming out. You and I are both Greek, correct? That is correct. And we are both inundated in the Greek culture, correct? That is correct. We speak it, read it, write it, all that stuff, correct? That is correct. We both like the mythology of Greeks. That's why God of War is one of our favorite games ever. Absolutely. Okay. I'm hyped the fact that it's going to Greece, but I'm trying to figure out what is Assassin's Creed to me. And why is it important to talk about? Because honestly, we have nothing else to fucking talk about, and I want to talk about this with you as another fellow Greek person that's played the game. The RPG looks amazing. They're doubling down. It looks like a lot of stuff that they didn't have in Origins are putting in this one. Awesome. The outfits that I've been seeing are amazing. The style of the outfits are great. You, they have naval combat back, which is amazing. You get to actually source out or look for guys that have skills, and you can recruit them to have on your ship. So one will give you a bonus of your ramming damage or your shooting or your cat, whatever, the arrows or whatever it is. However, the canon of it, because we're all 
wanting everything to be connected in all of its canon. We just had a game called Origins of the Brotherhood. I'm hoping that this is Origins of the Pieces of Eden, like going further back. But I have a sense, and, and there's been reports coming out, that it's really going off the reservation and kind of doing its own thing altogether, not really sticking to the continuity of the other games. And I am really trying to figure out what is Assassin's Creed to me. Uh, and before I answer it, I want you to answer it. So let's say if we we're going to pick our topics of, okay, is it the free running? Is it the hidden blade? Just the hidden blade, the, 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 uh, the action of having a hidden blade. Is it the cloaks? Is it the pieces of Eden? Is it the first civilization? Uh, is it the um, animus? Like, which of those things are like, this is Assassin's Creed? Because we've gone to the Templar stuff of things. But Assassin's Creed, to me, is not just the hidden blade. It's a huge part of it, of course, because it's called Assassin's Creed and you're in the Brotherhood. But there is, you know, there, there's a lot more to it. So what do you think? The simple answer is the fact that it's Assassin's Creed. It's part of the franchise. It connects in some way, in name only, perhaps. Basically. So for Ubisoft, like, well, what would they call it? They could say, just call it Odyssey. But then you see, oh, this is basically like Assassin's Creed. Well, it's Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So you could look at it that way. Now, if you're trying to say, to, if you want to pinpoint assassins per se, the Hidden Blade's iconic. That's what makes them an assassin is the fact that they have Hidden Blade. Well, the Spirit of Leonidas that you're using, which is a piece of Eden, which obviously is a big thing in the Assassin's Universe, which is where I'm like, is the first civilization really the foundation? Because I think it is. Uh, it looks just like the way the Hidden Blade's designed. Well, the whole reason for the assassins was because of the pieces of Eden. The whole thing, and the Templars, right? So it was a constant battle. And then the pieces, the pieces of Eden are at the core of it all. The, reason, the only reason that the Templars and Assassins are the way they are and exist is for the fact of gaining control of the Peace of Eden. Now, the Assassins in uh, kind of remind me of like the Jedi. They, they perceive that they're right, that they're keeping the peace and all that stuff like that. And then, and then the Templars are the Sith. The dark side. So they're they're, they're power. for supremacy and stuff right. like that. They want to use the piece of Eden to uh, suppress people's, uh, you know, I, I can't remember. Control people. Control people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Control so and, yeah. exactly. So now I'm I'm pretty confident with the release of Odyssey and how you said that Leonidas' spear is a piece of Eden. Is that? It's the, it's the weapon that you use. Like, and that's definitely doubling down on the so, part of it because, like, he, like the moves. There's like the thing glows, it fucking goes down, yeah. like all that shit. So there's definitely the lore behind it to say to call it assassins. Maybe it's just a branding thing. Well, what else? What else are they going to call it? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't make sense to call it anything else because again, it still falls in the sense of you have the piece of Eden, you have these guys that are kind of like mercenaries for the piece of Eden, protectors of it, and and um, how like in uh, basically in Origins they were Medjai, were they not? They were. Yeah, so the Magi are like the assassins, so yeah, it yeah, calls, yeah. falls into that lore. So that's where I would say how Assassin's Creed Odyssey can call itself Assassin's Creed Odyssey right. for the fact that that's how it is. Now, I haven't paid attention too close. I'm not sure who they're fighting, who the, if the Templars exist at that or if it's the... I, again, I don't know who the heck they'd be fighting at that time. Well, essentially they're fighting... I don't know if the Templars have been formed yet. So neither faction, from what I understand, and I could be wrong, uh, neither faction has been formed yet, right? Obviously, 
Origins is a ways away, um, and possibly the Templars haven't. It's just a group of people that are in charge, but they're not classified as Templars because maybe that doesn't exist yet, right? And I don't believe it really technically existed in Origins either. It was just a group of people that were trying to control these uh, mystical things. Uh, in Origins, and I think I showed you, they had those pillars underground, like the first civilization stuff. And I was super happy they introduced that because I'm like, Okay, we're going back to it because they didn't really do that with the other games. Like Assassin's Creed Syndicate was literally like it was barely an Assassin's Creed. Like it was annoying. But um, I was kind of in a position where I was looking at them like, hey, they're going back and back. And this one's maybe going to take the Assassin's part out of it and unburden us with that and just be like, okay, we need to start working more with the present day and the first civilization. And really get some answers because we still haven't gotten any. No, realistically, you, I mean, you kind of saw a glimpse of it in Brotherhood with uh, finally finding that crypt and talking to that old, the, was it, in, it was in, it was in Brotherhood. Number three. It was in three? Three was when, well, three was the one that Desmond died. Three was yeah. the one where he put his hand on the thing and he died. Yeah. And when Minerva came out or Juno or whatever the hell she was, and then she's like, okay, now it's my turn or whatever. And she went into the universe. Yeah. So, and you went into this giant cave and found that because Brotherhood and Revelations, or Brotherhood specifically, was still about um, the apple. Right. And uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations was about the, the, the tomb or the um, something of Altair, like his, yeah. to get in there, the keys, the, uh, the, uh, the, um, the, whatever the keys were to open up his vault. So I'm not sure. Yeah, with with Odyssey though, I think that there's something a little bit more at work. They might have not released everything. I don't know who's playing, who's saying that maybe they're just speculating that I don't think it's gonna do this, or whether there's people who have played a demo right. and have gotten a few gameplay. But typically for demos, they don't actually release the storyline 100. percent So maybe there's more deep at work. Once you get into it, you'll probably it'll come out that it has something to do with the pieces of Eden and stuff, and then. Yeah, again, it's just what would Ubisoft call it? It's Assassin's Creed. It falls under the same principles. And like, okay, as long as there's something to do with a piece of Eden, I would consider it an Assassin's Creed game. Okay. That's in my head. So it has nothing to, it has nothing to, it has nothing to do with the, the blade, the hoods, whatever it is. That's more of a style thing. If it's Assassin's Creed, it has something to do with the... Uh, with the pieces of Eden, the first civilization, and that's it. And the, and the Animus, um, right? Obviously the yeah. Animus, right? I mean, was the Animus present in Origins? I never played it. I don't know. Uh, yes, it was. So we got introduced to a new character named Layla. I believe her name was Layla. She was um, uh, someone that was trying to find stuff for Abstergo, and then Abstergo was going after her and all that stuff. Like, And then all of a sudden, Desmond's dad showed up, who we haven't seen for, for a minute. And so... You know, that, because the last period of people we saw that were connected to the first ones, or at least connected to Desmond, were Sean and Rebecca, and they were in Syndicate. Um, and so I'm assuming now Layla's going to be brought into that. So I, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I, a part of me is kind of worried. But at the same time, the gameplay does look really good. And, and the, the Greek world that they're creating, it's like I'm automatically going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm invested already. Um, and yeah, it's a branding thing. What else are we going to call it? Like even Rogue, do they really need to call it Assassin's Creed? They could have just called it Rogue, but no one would know it was tied in. And it would just be what, we just call it Rogue? Like, so, uh, unless they change the name already to like Templar Order. Um, okay, last thing, because um, I, I want to ask some people, or I want to ask you, um, we'll go back to movies and stuff like that. Uh, last thing I promise, because I think we're already at an hour or so. Um, 
and we got to actually get on with our lives because we're still in this hotel room listening to housekeeping doing their shit outside. Um, do you have a top ten list or a top five list of movies? Very difficult. I, I'd have a very hard time just pinpointing no matter what, this movie's top for me, 100%. Uh, I, bra- I would have to break it down by genre almost or whatever. Or I'd have to really, really think about it because like, you like movies for different reasons. And, you know, I could give you, you could, I could, you know, right now there's 20 Marvel movies then I could probably put them in order in my favorite one. Right. Well, I'm looking at it as like, Let's, let's take the superhero thing out of it because it's mostly going to be Marvel movies and yeah. we're probably going to have a similar list anyways. Real movies. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about real movies. And I always look at my favorite movies, not necessarily ones I can, like mostly ones that I can watch over and over again and also ones that I can, because if it's kind of like Desert Island stuff, like if I've got 10 movies to bring with me on a Desert Island, which ones I'm going to bring? And that's my list. That's how I compile my list. So... Maybe uh, for you, we can maybe put the same thing. So if you had to pick 10 movies or even just five that you were like, I'm stuck on a desert island for the rest of my life and I only have these ones to watch, um, which ones would they be? Uh, I definitely put The Godfather 1 and 2. Both? Both. Godfather 1 and 2. As, as one category, as like number, as like yeah, just like number three or two or one or whatever. Yeah, you know what? I'd cheat a little bit here and tell you that whenever I say like Godfather, I'm saying one and two is one movie. That's fair. Uh, it's just like I could say that oh, I'd bring the Lord of the Rings. So well, three. so I get three out of one. So I do a little cheating there because to pinpoint just one on its own, I can't. I'll watch, I'll watch. You know, f- you know, some people can own, can't watch Fellowship all the time when they rewatch all three. I'm like, no, I'd watch all three because I get the full Monty, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's tons of movies like that that are that just top for me. And those old uh, gangster flicks like definitely Godfather 1 and 2 were just amazing. Uh, fuck, I put on the spot here. I can't even think. think the Harry Potter again, Harry Potter. I get, eight, so mo- I get eight movies out of that off one. <laughs> Let's say they're in one disc. It happens. <laughs> so it's like, it, it's one of those things that like, I'll rewatch all the time. And if you're going to categorize like that, movies I'll watch all the time and never get bored of it. And I can watch it like regularly within the same year, within the same month, and I'll never get bored. Uh, the, the new Star Treks. Really? I like all three of them. People have a problem with the third one, Beyond, for whatever reason. I like them all. Like, uh, again, I'm not very helpful in answering your question proper, but... Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like I just, yeah, I enjoy all three of these movies. Like it's pirates movies. I like them all. Pirates of the Caribbean one was just incredible. Like just with the way they're portrayed. The only thing I have a hang up with pirates is that progressively, uh, Johnny Depp's portrayal of Jack Sparrow is that he's just drunk all the time. It's like more so without any reason. Like, yeah. It's like the first one because he was Actually, the first one, he was very coherent for the most of the thing. He wasn't very drunk. And then the second one, not drunk all the time, but definitely like wired because of the whole Davy Jones thing. And then uh, three, he was pretty on point, not very drunk. But then four came around, just trashed for the most part. And then five. Just a wreck, but maybe that's the progression of the of the character and how his life went and how everything's changing and this and that. So, you definitely get that progression. But uh, yeah, no, great movies and yeah, 
it's it's a lot of these series, a lot of these big blockbuster films. Uh, Connected stories. Connected stories. Uh, a few one-offs that always stick out to me is like Boondock Saints, the very first one. Mm-hmm. Like very unsung, but cult classic. Yeah. Uh, Princess Brides, fantastic. Uh, what else would I say? Um, yeah, I don't know. There's tons of good ones like that. All right, well, I'll let you off the hook with that one. So you brought all 52 of your favorite movies <laughs> on a desert island. Yeah. It's going to be a decent time. It's technology now, so you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, um, yeah, like I said, we'll call it right now. This was a deep dive. I think I'm going to call it uh, either fa- just fantastic or Vasily's fantastic because that seems to be one of your favorite words to say. I haven't decided what I'm going to call it. I'll let you. I, I, I still get final cut, but I'll let you. Uh, I'll make a decision. <laughs> Maybe I'll just call it fantastic. Deep dive number eight. Fantastic. I think it's number eight. Um, so, yeah, that's me and Vasily just chilling out in a hotel room before we're off to enjoy the rest of our weekend. Um and yeah, for those of you who didn't hear from the beginning, Vasily is my brother, blood brother, the whole thing. Well, not sorry, legitimate brother from the same mother and father and all that. It's the first time you've actually come on the microphone with me. Yep, that's correct. And uh, hopefully we'll bring you on to a live show. You always kind of show up at the live shows. Almost always. Almost always. Yeah, I have a bad connection for whatever reason. I just can't. And it always kicks me out and whatever. So, But it's still good. Yeah, so uh, look uh, look out for the future for more of my brother on the show because I can do shit like that, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good. I had no other choice. I was like, was nothing in the car? I was going to do another one by myself, yeah. and just back-to-back has been just kind of weird. Hopefully this one works out, and if it doesn't, this is a complete waste of time for everybody. That's all right. I'm, I'm sure everyone will enjoy the ADD talk. I'm just jumping. Yes, it's one of my favorite things to do. So this was the F word deep dive with my brother, and thank you for everybody for listening from uh, podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, all those places. I think we're on ten platforms. So please share it if you like it. Tell your friends about it. All that you can always find me on Twitter at the F words G. You can email us at the F word Podcast at gmail Make sure you're following Entertain Facts on Instagram to get in our live show. We also have our Twitch that goes on whenever. Just Twitch the F word. Super simple super easy and until next time i'm g and i am out